Hello and welcome to the Oxford Sandium Let Big Group Foundation Charity Podcast. I'm your regular host, Andrew O'Shea, recording the introduction to this podcast from um, a rather gloomy but appreciatively wet um, Wednesday afternoon. We couldn't, the uh, the grass out there was looking very dry and barren in, in places, so the rain is uh, much appreciated. Um, in this edition of the podcast, um, we're lucky um, to have an exclusive interview with a lady called uh, Emma Costley-White, who runs Scrubditch Care Farm uh, up in Sirencester. Kim was up there um, last week um, to see around the farm and find out more about what they do up there. I mean, Emma and her team work with um, adults and young children with a with a variety of learning and behavioural and mental health challenges and their aim to help um, those people learn some essential life skills um, out there on her, on on her farm. So, so stay tuned. Before I, before I hand over to the to Kim for the uh, interview, just want to cover off a couple of upcoming events. Um, so first up, and backed by popular demand, is our um, Big Fat Pig Quiz. That's um, been running for its third year this year. That's being um, hosted via Zoom uh, on Friday the 29th of July from 7.30pm. Um, it's £3 per household um, ticket to enter. Just have a wander over to our website shop where you can buy your ticket and you'll get your unique Zoom link for joining that event. Uh, and alongside the quiz there, there will be... And then between the rounds, we'll have our regular auction items, um, lots of which will be announced in due course. Um, the second event that I, w- I wanted to tell you about was our, um, after two years of being locked down due to COVID, we are hosting our first, um, as a charity, but um, a exhibition and sale. We're hosting this at the East of England showground in Peterborough uh, on Saturday the 1st of October. Um, starts at 9.30, runs to about 4 o'clock in the afternoon, uh, where you can come along, um, see the ox of Sandy and Black Pigs, grab a, grab some food from the hog roast and the refreshments that we've provided, and uh, you can see the pigs in action, so to speak, and um, chance for those that are looking for stock, there will be stock available there in the auction in the afternoon. Um, details on that will be forthcoming, so keep an eye on the... On, on the Facebook groups and on our website um, and we will share that information as on when further details are confirmed. Anyway, so without further ado, I'm heading over to Kim, um, who's up in Sirencester chatting to Emma Costley-White. I'll turn my back on you. Oh, it's a wonderful, wonderful day and it couldn't have been better. And here I am at Scrub Ditch Care Farm um, most of you will know it, and it's run by Emma Costley-White and her wonderful staff. You've shown me around, and it's absolutely beautiful, Emma. How long has Scrubditch Care Farm been going? We started in 2010 over on my parents' farm. Um, very, very small. Just a few students, as we call them, coming every week. And two years later, we then became a charity. And since then, we've just gradually evolved and got bigger and bigger. And we outgrew the previous site. And so we moved here to this wonderful location in 2019. And where exactly are we? So when you go out the front of this building, you look across the valley to Renkham, which is... 
We're four miles north of Sirencester, between Sirencester and Cheltenham. And your students, um, are they all various ages with various disabilities? Yes. Uh, I think our youngest is somebody who's here today, and I think she's 20, probably. And then the oldest student we have comes on Thursdays, and he's nearly 70. And you've been going for two years, and I've seen that you've got chickens, and you've got your Wiltshire horn sheep, and of course you've got your Oxford Sandy Black pigs, and you've kept them in a beautiful place. Um, why Oxford Sandy Blacks? We started when we started 10 years ago we bought our first lot of wieners and they were oxford sandys and then we the following year we thought we'd try berkshires and they were a nightmare so we went back <laughs> they you know kept rushing up at you and trying to bite you and they just were not personable i we all feel very strongly that the oxford sandy blacks they're just so lovely to deal with and the students we need something that's quiet mm -hmm. And we went straight back to Oxford Sandys. And then I think probably a year or two after that, we decided under a lot of pressure from the students that were here at the time that we'd start breeding. So, and, that, and then we sort of bred one or two litters a year from then. And, you, and your wieners, are they, obviously they're not sold to your, your clients or your students, or, or are they? They will buy some of the produce mm -hmm. if we decide to keep any... We'll, we might keep some, especially now we've got this lovely cooking studio. Yes. We quite often will keep um, some of the meat back for um, doing, making sausages and or anything else that we can do with the pork. And then at Christmas, if we've got any pork, we always use that as our end of term lunch, roast pork and all the trimmings, or we'll have roast lamb if, if mm -hmm, we've got mm -hmm. them. Uh, in a plan. And as you say, we're sat here in this wonderful well, cookery class, I suppose, isn't it? Your classroom. Yeah. And how many students would you have in here? For cooking, we would tend to have probably maximum six, more likely be four, mm -hmm. because a lot of them come with their carers and or we'll have members, either volunteers or staff, working with them as well. Nearly all our students have one-to-one -one. And it's either will be a member of staff if they're very high level of need, or it be one of our um, highly trained volunteers. Have you noticed, or has it impacted you at all, um, the last two years with the pandemic? And have yes. you, how have you coped? Yes, it has, seriously, because we were closed down from March till, I think, September the first year. Um, we did furlough some of the staff. And we managed to have a few of the dementia group here, I think from July. Um, but we lived, we, we finished this building in March 2020 and then couldn't use it oh, at all. Gosh. So then we lived out of the barn and we've got like a little cafe down there. Mm -hmm. And so we could really spread out. And then we were just outside all the time. But I think it, it impacted the students mostly. We had a lot of feedback from either parents or the carers when we reopened about what a difference it had made to them and how stressful they'd found this whole pandemic because they didn't understand why they couldn't come here and you know some of the parents were saying they had to tell them that we were on holiday <laughs> I wish <laughs> um, but yeah it, it did impact hugely on their uh, well-being and now as we're coming out of it it's been fantastic and we've had a lot of people get in touch over the last six months probably 
because a lot of the care homes, they were quite slow in coming out of lockdown <clears throat> for various reasons. But because of our lovely site, we found we got a lot of interest from new people who wanted to come and bring them to somewhere that was going to be outside and safe. And that seems to have made, you know, with the numbers of, they go up and down generally, but mm -hmm. we had quite a few new people join us last year just because it's such a wonderful site and there's so much to do. And have you noticed, and now we're coming into some sort of different pressures now with regards to rising feed bills, electricity, water, and I bet this place is taking enough, it. We're just doing yeah. the budget mm -hmm. as we have our end of financial year and I looked at it and I thought, mm, £100 a month for heating and water? There's no way. There's no way it's going to be that this year. And it is quite... It is, it is a big worry. Big it's very worry. intense, isn't it? Mm. And what about your feed bills? Are you noticing that you're... Are you, yes. How are you cutting or are you substituting? Or? We're trying... With the pigs, we're trying sugar beet mm -hmm. pellets, just mixed in a few of them with the sour rolls, just to reduce, hopefully reduce overall. And with this lovely new um, landscaping design, which we're doing the first phase of in the autumn... Ooh. And we're putting in all these fruit trees. We're hopeful that long term we'll be able to also feed a lot of the, the um, fruit. Juice. Yeah. Yes. And juice it all. And yeah, so that'll help long term. But yes, other than that, we're just, it's not a lot you can do with pigs, unfortunately. You know, it just is an expensive pastime, isn't it? It is. And we, we're finding that a lot of people are, as you say, with the feed bills and other electricity, water, gas, whatever it is, people are starting to cut down on and looking at their different direct debits, as I'm sure you've heard on the news, yeah. cutting down on what subscriptions, memberships, yeah. you know, where is it? So I think, and I think, you know, people are going to be looking at how their feed bill goes and what they can substitute it with. So yeah. it is rolled barley, it is sugar beet, it is you know, cracked corn or whatever for your chickens. Yes. Um, but on the whole, are you seeing that the public is still coming? Are you open to the public, Emma? We're open to the public by appointment. Um, if they want to come and see us with a view to potentially uh, someone they know that would benefit from being one of our students. But in between that, we try and we do a, co a community coffee morning once a month. And then we've just had a fun on the farm weekend on a uh, couple of weekends ago where we were open, I think from only from 10 till 1, but we had nearly 200 people come and just, they just loved it. They just spent the morning, you know, with the piglets, the chicks, the lambs. And we also had this lovely woodland trail where um, the students made these little fairy houses that they'd hidden in the woods. Oh, beautiful, And the feedback beautiful. was absolutely brilliant. It really was. And it's definitely something that we're going to try and do two or three times a year. Lovely. Because it's just, it, people need to see the location. It's so lovely. And it's just, I think it, I think it was one of, the, you know, maybe also the first time that people have felt safe about going out. Absolutely. And um, yeah, so it was really enjoyable. And if people want to find you, um, where are you? Are you on um, Facebook? Yes, we're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. And we've got a website, which is www.scrubditchcarefarm.org.uk. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Emma. Thank you very much for your time. Um, but just before I let you go, what is your favourite pork dish? 
Oh, now then. Do you know, I think the thing I like most would be a slow roast, boned and rolled pork shoulder, or even better, bone in. Because the shoulder joint, to me, is one of the most delicious joints of all, I think. And of course, it's got to be Oxford and Sandy Black. Absolutely. Yes. Wouldn't have lovely. anything else. Lovely. Yeah. Well, lovely. Well, thank you very much. And the Oxford and Sandy Black Pig Group, which we were a charity, thank you for your time, Emma. Well, I'm sure I'm sure you all agree that was a very interesting uh, in, interview. Great to see the work that goes on, um, not just with the o OSB, but helping people um, as well. Fantastic work! Thank you very much, Emma. Well, that's it for this episode um, of the podcast. Uh, hope you've enjoyed it. Um, as always, happy pig camping.